Do you feel that? A change in the air, a subtle shift as we turn the page from midsummer over to late summer? The days are gradually shortening, the planned vacations are wrapping up, and a handful of crazy people are pretending that it's fall already. Costco is selling Halloween and Christmas decorations, which is probably the best way to gauge the passage of time and the present era, but most importantly, the tech news is starting to gain momentum. More stories, more news, and more portents of doom are creeping their way onto our feeds, and no doubt this slow and steady acceleration will result in a blinding and breakneck pace by the time launch season is upon us, but before all that, let's pause, take a deep breath remind ourselves that the weather is still warm, the days are still long, and there's still time to relax by the pool with a snack and a beverage, no matter what the back-to-school ads might say. So thanks for sharing a bit more of your summer with me, and let's dive into this week's tech news. Excellent. Today's video was brought to you by Thermaltake's CTE series cases, the C750 Air and C750TG. CTE stands for Centralized Thermal Efficiency and the 90-degree rotated motherboard mount, dual chamber design and three included 140mm CT140 fans ensure that your PC parts stay cool and quiet no matter what hardware you install. The C750 Air maximizes airflow with extensive ventilation while the C750TG provides an additional 4mm tempered glass front panel and both support up to EATX-sized motherboards. For more on Thermaltake's CTE E-series cases, click the sponsor link in the video description. We have a lot to cover today, so I've sorted everything by our top three manufacturers, starting with NVIDIA, to get it out of the way mostly like pulling off a band-aid. The impact of AI on the broader PC market is a looming question mark, perhaps even a dramatic and stylized question mark hovering in the sky threateningly in an image that AI itself generated, as we discussed last week. And while gaming GPUs are still widely available for the time being, there's still industry talk of yet another GPU shortage, except this time there aren't enough GPUs for compute-hungry AI tasks, rather than the former specter of cryptocurrency mining. Now it is somewhat frustrating that the term GPU is being used to broadly identify NVIDIA's newer AI-focused solutions, which are typically multi-chip solutions that are sold as complete systems to enterprise customers, rather than GPU meaning a single die or even just an added board-based video card, as we are accustomed to, but whatever they're called, at the moment, NVIDIA cannot produce enough of them. AI GPU clusters are used to train large language model engines like GPT-4, and thanks to the popularity and growth of this sector in the past year, plenty of AI lab companies are trying to get in on it, and they all want thousands or tens of thousands of NVIDIA's solutions. Whether that means the current Gen H100 variant that sells for $35 to $40,000 per node, or getting in line for the next Gen Grace Hopper GH200 that was announced at Computex and further revealed at SIGGRAPH on Tuesday. This is undoubtedly a global problem, as China is also heavily invested in the AI arms race, despite recent export controls imposed by the US. Chinese firms are still buying up billions of dollars worth of AI hardware via cut-down versions that have been produced specifically to skirt those restrictions, or they've been going with slightly older hardware that is unaffected. It remains to be seen just how much of an impact all this will have on the development, fabrication, and pricing of regular-ass GPUs for playing video games, but my outlook is is not very optimistic. Perhaps they can train AI to generate hope and happiness next to provide us with some relief, or at least some AI-generated Soma. 
One alternative to losing ourselves in a drug-induced haze again would be if AMD could manage to step up with some serious competition for NVIDIA, like if the Radeon team just dropped some straight fire in GPU form that kicked the RTX 4090's ass and embarrassed Jensen and company into answering back with something better, or at least a price drop or something. And no, uh, it looks like they're not going to do that. AMD won't compete with NVIDIA at the high end. At least, so says fairly reliable Twitter leaker Kepler, because who wants to compete for GPU market share in 2023 anyway? Pretty soon AMD and Nvidia will just be AI hardware companies, so the Radeon crew apparently just said, fuck it, let's just take the L and continue to focus on the mid-range and low-end market where real PC gamers who don't have a trust fund actually buy. You know, the market range where AMD has launched precisely one card, the RX 7600 back in May, which was either grossly overpriced or horrifically underpowered, depending on who you ask. So perhaps the time has come for AMD not to compete with NVIDIA for the best GPUs, they can't do that as they've established, but to offer some current-gen GPUs that at least compete in the mid-range, where NVIDIA's RTX 4060, 4060 Ti, and 4070 have been thoroughly lambasted due to, again, offering poor performance per dollar and mediocre uplift versus previous generations. Last week, PowerColor leaked the RX 7800 XT, a double edition, and this week we have another entry that we were all expecting. The RX 7700 XT, which was spotted in an EEC listing from board partner ASRock. The product names seem to confirm that the 7700 XT will feature a 12GB GDDR6 memory configuration on a 192-bit bus, and yes, the 7800 XT is also listed with the 16GB VRAM setup as discussed last week. These currently rumored video cards are expected to launch this quarter, as in Q3 2023, which means August or September, meaning launch season might indeed be kicking off soon. So I guess I'd better dust off the old test bed and get ready for some late nights of benchmarking and the giddy delirium that comes with it. I shouldn't drink so much while benchmarking. Another thing that AMD might be launching alongside new Radeon GPUs is an answer to NVIDIA's DLSS frame generation which is a cool technology, albeit not as universally awesome as NVIDIA would have you believe. It introduces latency in fast-paced shooters, for example. But aside from all that, AMD originally promised Fluid Motion Frames, their name for what is essentially the same feature as DLSS frame generation back in November 2022. And not much has been disclosed since then. But now, if YouTuber Moore's Law is dead is to be believed, they are planning to release Fluid Motion Frames as a component of FSR 3, when their new video cards come out, which again, should be by the end of September, assuming that we can believe what we read on the internet. The question will then be, is it functionally equivalent to DLSS frame generation, or does it suck somehow, or perhaps it will be an unclear and murky answer that requires some explanation and nuance to communicate it, so the internet can just settle into opposing factions that argue with each other ad nauseum. Hopefully. Something you wouldn't hope for is yet another security vulnerability in your tried-and-true AMD Zen 3 or Zen 4-based CPU, and yet, here we are. The latest vulnerability revealed Tuesday is called Inception, which just goes to show you how easily you can give your security exploit a cool name, 
because security exploits don't obey copyright laws. This once again takes advantage of speculative branch prediction, allowing an attacker to obtain data from anywhere in the computer's memory, but AMD has a GSA microcode updates in the works and they said there are no examples of this exploit in the wild, it has only been demoed in security research environments, where they discovered that if you layer a speculative branch prediction within a speculative branch prediction within a speculative branch prediction, the little spinning top will stay spinning forever, but if it falls over it means you've been hacked. Speaking of security flaws and things falling down, Intel has that too, and theirs is called Downfall, which again, as a name, is very dramatic and catchy. If only monitor names could also be this cool. Intel's Downfall, which even has its own little mascot logo thing, also leverages security holes in the speculative execution pipeline, and the bad news here is that there are a lot of CPUs affected. Basically, any processors that used Skylake through Tiger Lake architecture, that's 6th gen Skylake from 2015, all the way through 11th gen Tiger Lake from 2020, including 11th gen Rocket Lake desktop CPUs. This can be patched via microcode revisions, thankfully, so keep an eye out for BIOS updates if you're affected, but early reports indicate that some CPU tasks get hit with a 25-50% to 50 performance loss when the mitigations are in place. Further testing seems warranted to see how much performance loss we're talking about here, but if you'd like to check on your CPU, there's a full list of affected models of Intel, linked in the description. And man, man oh man, this is a long list, but some do say, not affected. Speaking of Intel software, I and many others in the tech community have lauded Intel for their regular ARC GPU driver updates which have fixed many bugs and improved frame rates in many games. But that all ends today, for Intel has betrayed us all by adding telemetry data gathering to their most recent driver package. How dare they track our PC-based activity? I don't even want to look at my own browser history without some concentrated eye bleach on hand, let alone the activity of countless Intel Arc users. But to be fair, Tech Power Up kinda jumped the gun on this story, as Intel is only collecting info on an opt-in basis, which you'll be prompted for during driver installation, so it's not as egregious as it initially seemed. So while it's still frustrating that this sort of feature is even included with a graphics card driver, it's just there to provide Intel with marketing data effectively, and at least it's not being turned on without your consent.